Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the Plus 3 Podcast of Nerdiness. I'm Evan. I'm Derek. And I'm Ryan. And we're here to bring you all things nerdy. So we've got a really special episode tonight, today for the very first time we are recording video. So uh, we we wanted to try something new. We're giving this a try. We'll see how it works. We're going to um, go ahead and post this on YouTube. So if you would prefer to watch us rather than listen to us, however you normally have been, uh, feel free to check us out. We'll have a link in the, uh, in the podcast description for that. Um, if you are seeing us for the first time on YouTube, hello. Uh, we're glad that you found us. And uh, we are just a quick overview. We're three friends who get together twice a month or so and talk about some of our favorite nerdy activities or hobbies or whatever, uh, board games, video games, movies, you name it. Uh, so we've got a whole, we've got 23 other episodes. We'll have a link to that in the YouTube description. So if you have not checked out any of those, go ahead and check those out. We'd love to have you uh, listen to some of those. So um, the way we normally do things for those of you that are new is we normally give uh, updates and then go through some news that's happened uh, within the past couple of weeks. And then finally, we dive deeper into a discussion topic. So for today's discussion topic, we're going to talk about kind of a, a hot topic in the the uh, nerd world recently, and that is the um, the news that we got that Sony and Disney are no longer getting along when it comes to the Spider-Man franchise. So yeah, we've got we've got thoughts on that, and uh, we'll we'll get into that later. But for now, let's uh, go ahead and get into our updates. So uh, Derek, what have you been up to since our last pod? Uh, well, the biggest thing is I have started painting some minis. Uh, we've been talking a lot about minis lately. And mm. so I was able to get some time and I busted out my Reaper Learn to Paint kit. And I did a couple minis. Uh, I did the first two. It's a uh, a skeleton archer and a uh, orc warrior uh, with a big old sword. And I was really happy with how they turned out. Um, it's... It's not as hard as it's made out to seem, and I found the whole process really relaxing. Um, I was just chilling in my kitchen and uh, just had some music on and just painted away. It was, it's great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm worried about how many paints and minis I'm going to buy, but mm. I have a lot. I have a big board game or library, as you can see back there, uh, with a lot of games with minis already. So I have uh, have a lot to work on. So I shouldn't need to buy any more minis. Paint is another uh, issue, though. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Evan, I know you'll talk a little bit more about that too. You uh, you did some painting, but uh, yep. other than that, I uh, I finished Archer nineteen ninety nine, uh, which I know I've talked about before on the pod. That this uh, this season has been one of my favorites, just because of the theme. It's all sci fi themed. They they make jokes about. I mean, there's little nods to Star Trek, Battlestar, uh, Star Wars, everything you can think of sci-fi themed. Um, this season and then Danger Island, which was the last one, uh, really made me fall back in love with the show. And uh, they, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll see where they go. I think next season might be the last, but uh, it's still funny. It's still good. Uh, I enjoyed that. 
Then um, my wife and I started watching uh, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, which, Ryan, I know you took a look at this, too. Uh, the first yes. episode was a, a double episode. It was an hour long. And then the, the second episode just came out last Sunday. So we watched those. And just hilarious. Um, John Goodman and uh, Adam Devine. And um, it's just it's fantastic. They're, they're, they're very Southern and uh, very over the top. And uh, it's a good time. So if you have HBO, check that one out. Righteous Gemstones. Uh, and then I watched Avengers Endgame again. And for me, it really held up on the second viewing. I think I liked it just as much as the first time. And it's probably, we talked about this a little bit this week, but it's probably a top three MCU film, in my opinion. Um, solidly in that top three. Sounds like a new ranking is going to have to happen. Yeah. So well, I mean, since we, did the, since we did the rankings, three more MCU movies have come out. So That's crazy. It, they, they're just churning them out. So mm. we gotta, we're probably have to gonna, gonna have to do that again. But uh, yeah, and I feel slightly vindicated by some of that discussion that we had. To oh, tease, simmer to down. tease what is gonna happen. Simmer down. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it for me. It was just some a lot of TV, a little mini painting. I haven't played a ton of games, but my parents are in town this weekend, so I'm gonna push to play some games. We're gonna we're gonna make them enjoy it, even if they don't enjoy it. <laughs> That's my plan for the weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, big Labor Day weekend coming up. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, Evan, what have you been up to? All right. Well, as Derek mentioned before, the one of the biggest things I've been up to is I have also been painting minis. Uh, I have been working on that same set that Derek has. And I, I think I mentioned this in the last pod. Well, I think I had already done the skeleton. So I did the other two figures in the um, in the set, which are a, an orc and a knight. And I had a really good time painting those. I, I liked painting both of those more than the skeleton because there's a little bit more detail and stuff there. So uh, like Derek said, I, I'm i really excited to keep getting into the hobby. I don't have as many games with minis. I have like Gloomhaven, uh, which I'm going to do those eventually. But I don't really want to do those yet because I'm a little still not still unsure of my, my uh, skills, I guess. So um, I actually ended up ordering... Uh, another set of paints and a few figures to practice on, which they're just slightly cheaper figures, like kind of D&D type figures, the type that you would use to play D&D. So uh, I'm excited to practice on those and we'll see where it goes. Um, next up, I uh, we had my wife and I had some family here a couple of weekends ago and they aren't huge ga- board gamers, at least the ones that were here. Um, but we did play point salad and that went over really, really well. So Derek with your family, that's probably a good one for you to, yep, I'm sure yep. you already had that in the plans, but yep, we played oh, that. Yeah. Well, he's going to, he's going to shark Hollywood. everybody. Uh, yep. So uh, that tomato salad. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. good at it. Or that nice. cabbage salad just yeah. depends on the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody that I've introduced that to so far has loved it. So point salad is, it's a good one. I, I think it comes out. I want to say it comes out pretty soon in September mm-hmm. here. I think it's in September. Retail. Yeah. And I don't know what the availability will be like, but I know you can get it on like pre-order on Amazon. So it'll probably be what was that. the price point on that one? It's like twenty, 20 bucks. Bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. Not, I'm sure on Amazon cheap. and stuff it'll be fifteen bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's great, and it, you know, for it's just cards, right? And yeah, if you, I don't know, I I still uh, think September that's a pretty good 6th. price. Nice. I still think yep. that's a pretty good price for even like just a card game. But I I was actually really impressed with the quality of the cards. They have a really nice feel to them. So yep. I don't I. I would definitely recommend this game for like a filler or a gateway game. Very good. Yeah. They have a nice linen finish on them and yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh mm-hmm. it's, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Then moving on, I watched Avengers Endgame twice, actually. Um, so, wow. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I guess it averages out that we've each watched it once since yeah, I have there not. You go. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm with Derek on this one, too. I would, I would probably put it as a top three. I'd probably put it at number three, I guess, if I had to rank it. Um, if you want to see the Same. full rankings, we've got that episode up. Check it out. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was very good. It, it held up. Um, shameless I, plug. I, <laughs> I mean, is it really a shameless plug no, if I'm yeah, plugging our it, own podcast? Yeah. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of bugged by the time travel stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, next up, I have been getting back into Critical Role. I know we've mentioned Critical Role on the pod before, and I'm sure most of you probably know what it is anyway. But just in case you don't, uh, Critical Role is a... Um, web series that features voice actors like from pop, popular video games and stuff like that anime and such that play D&D and it's just like completely unscripted it was it was at one time their home game that they then started filming um they're on their second campaign now but I am still in the first campaign in my personal watch through and I was really held up for a long time in kind of like a in between major story arcs period and i just like wasn't really interested but i've gotten through that part and i'm on the final story arc of the first campaign now so i'm really looking forward to finishing that up and getting to the second campaign it's getting pretty good so um check it out if you never have it's it's very good um i will say though every time i watch it it makes me really want to play D and like we're we're kind of in a period right now where we haven't been playing as much and i really want to start picking it back up so we'll see what we can do with that but um Moving on, uh, I had a board game night with some friends, the the same couple that my wife and I played Pandem- Pandemic Legacy with. We got together, and uh, after finishing Pandemic Legacy, we decided just to have a a non-Legacy night, just play some games. So I took over my, um, my Gen Con hall, and out of that, we chose Point Salad, which they loved, and Bargain Quest, which they also enjoyed. So we had a good time. Um, they were interested in Era, but we kind of just ran out of time to play that. So hopefully next time we'll get to play it. And then I'm trying to talk them into playing Gloomhaven with me. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. We'll see. Good um, luck. That's a yeah. big ask. That's a well, big ask. Yeah, and I, I know it might just be like me and the guy. I'm not sure if the wives will join us. We'll see. We'll see. I think they'll at least give it a try, which... And and my wife has played it with me, and she said she'd play again. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Is. That's a good sign. Yep. Uh, and that's really about all I've done. So, Ryan, why don't you uh, go ahead and fill us in on what you've been up to? Yeah, I uh, have not watched Avengers Endgame, um, like both of you. I have not been painting minis. However, I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. And on Sea of Thieves, I've been collecting a lot of Reaper's chests. It's a it's a thing in the game. So I feel somewhat connected to you guys and your Reaper painting kit that I'm collecting Reaper chests. So, I mean, you, you know, it works. Um, I did start. Um, I'm kind of back on reading again. Summertime, I don't read a lot. Um, just things get in the way. In winter and fall, it's a lot easier. Um, but I started Star Wars from a certain point of view. So I'm really excited about that. And it, what it is, for those of you who may not know, um, it is the story of a new hope, and each scene is told from the uh, the point of view of a character in the background. So it's it's very interesting, and it's a collection of about forty different writers, I think. And they're all some of them are sci-fi, some of them are just general fiction. Um, but it's it's been very interesting so far, and I've been, enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, is that um, we, 
Oh, go so, ahead. Yeah. yeah. Is that, uh, is that part of like the new canon or is that? It is. Yes. It's really? part of the new canon. I've not yeah. heard of that, but it sounds really interesting. It is very interesting. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm about I, a quarter of the way through. Read it. Don't be mad that I haven't read it yet because you gave it to me as a gift. So uh, I did. I I, yeah, I did. Yeah, how yeah, how yeah, dare you? Yeah. How dare did. you? You did. Well, see, that's how much I remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. You could have kept your secret in the dark and I never would have known. <laughs> I remember when all the Star Wars canon books started to come out, and we thought, oh my gosh. We'll we can, be able to catch we can, up. Yeah, we're, we're going to know every piece of Star Wars canon. And then they started putting out three books a month, and it's just... It's like, that dream I, was dead. I remember <laughs> when you guys thought that, too. Yep, we did. We, <laughs> How we, Evan we, laughed. <laughs> we were so naive. <laughs> oh, um, And then uh, we'd been playing... I know we mentioned last time we'd started playing Stone Age on Board Game Arena. Um, we kind of backed off that. We'd played a few too many games. Um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot, toot, pretty good. Um, and so I know that Evan and Derek kind of wanted a different game, so it took me a while to come up with a different game. Um, and we've been pl- I think, what would we go back to? Dice Forge? Yeah. And then I, I picked Clan. Is it Clans of Caledonia? Is that how I, how I would pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- it's been five days, and I'll pick Haven't my, clan. I'll pick my clan, clan someday. Yeah. I, I haven't read the rules yet, so no, me I don't, neither. I don't I would, I'm, I'm expecting you guys to teach me the rules. So, <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. We'll have to get one of these chats together and learn the rules. Yeah. Um, and then, last but not least, to much to Derek's disappointment, I actually just looked here before I got on to see if I could still back it, and I well, cannot. I did not back well, Sleeping Gods. Sorry. Fun fact: uh, yes. every Ryan Lockett game uh goes on you can you can late pledge so yeah um i mean i know you're probably not going to at this point but don't i might that i don't know it's already closed because it. you can but you can late pledge i've uh, debated it it looks incredible but i i understand your your if it was if it was a, a 50 dollar buy-in i think i might yep. do it but at 70 like it'll be a lot of fun and but i just don't know how often i'd get it yeah to table yeah. So that's that's my updates. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for our introductions, but for what I'm drinking this evening is new Glarus Brewing Company Spotted Cow, and I really mm. enjoy it. It's an ale, and it's very drinkable. Nice. I I am drinking uh, Grain Belt uh, Blue Blueberry Beer. Ooh. Uh, it is so smooth. This thing is fantastic. Perfect summer beer, and I could drink it every night. It's just too smooth. It's too good. It's like juice. Hmm. Well, you've got the perfect summer beer, and I'm going a little bit early with the perfect Ooh. fall beer. I've got a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh, which I is, love Oktoberfest season. Yeah, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is one of my favorite beers. I have to get it every mm-hmm. year, at least a couple times in the season. Uh, yeah. I was kind of surprised it's out already in August, but I went ahead and bought a six pack. And if, if I would have seen one. it, I would have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Fall is my least favorite time for beers because everything's uh, Oktoberfest. In the winter, it's all stouts, and in the summer, it's all berry and fruit and sour. And mm, mm. I don't, li- I don't like stouts that are like almost syrups. Oh, they really it. bother. Oh, oh. Give me a thick stout; you can almost chew it. Give, give me a Guinness all day. I love Guinness. It's well, not thick that's like a, it's not uh, thick like could, that. That's like drinking a loaf of bread. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> But anyway, I think we've got some news that is more pertaining to our theme than what I have derailed us to. So I apologize. Yeah, that's right. You can get nerdy about beer. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll kick off the news. We got a lot of news. We had uh, several like conventions and things like that. 
Uh, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. But before we do that, we did have one that did not come from a convention. Uh, Derek, do you want to take this one, this first one on the list here? Yeah. So Netflix has announced that uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelations will be coming, and it is going to be headed up by Kevin Smith. Uh, so I don't know if any of you guys watched He-Man when you were younger. It was a little before our time, but I still mm-hmm. grew up watching those old reruns of He-Man. I loved He-Man. I had action figures all over the place. I had some older cousins who were really into it. So I, I definitely dove into He-Man. And the cool thing about Revelation is it's not going to be like a reboot. This is going to pick up right at the end of where the show left off. Like they're going to pick up right right where it was. It's not going to be a you know a rebooting of the, the universe. Um, it's going to jump right back in. And I, I think it's in good hands with Kevin Smith. He's going to be true to the show, true to the fans. So I'm pretty pumped for it. Uh, we don't have a date on that yet, uh, but they just made the announcement. So I uh, was appropriately excited. Yeah. And did a happy dance. Nice. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't watch it all as much. So that's why I figured you'd be better for, for taking that one than me. But <laughs> good uh, call. I was, I was definitely more of a Ninja Turtles fan than the Oh, fan, don't get me so. wrong. I love the Ninja Turtles and I love the Power Rangers. But, and Not, yeah, like you said, He Man was a little before us, but, yeah. um, it was still on all the time and I watched a lot of it. Yeah. Nod to Evan's van in the background. There yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on from that, uh, we got a Nintendo indie showcase. They do this once or twice a year where they, uh, they go through all the indie games that are coming out for the switch. And there were a lot, I'm not going to go through all of them here, but I'm going to run through a few of them that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, first of all, we have, Risk of Rain 2, which is a roguelike sci-fi shooter. Uh, so um, I thought this looked kind of cool. I like, I kind of like roguelike, roguelike games. I don't play them very often, but um, I don't know. I, I like them when I play them. So like this is the type of thing where like, when you die, you know, you're collecting resources and stuff, and then you're trying to, re- trying to power up your character. Um, and then the next time you play through it, you'll be a little bit more powerful, and then you're going to die again. And then you get a little bit more powerful, and you keep going. Uh, but what I thought was cool is usually those are kind of fantasy themed. So this is a sci-fi shooter, which I thought seemed kind of fun. And it's also co-op and you can play with up to four players. And I, I think they said there was like couch co-op with this, which is always nice. I guess I don't really utilize it nowadays as much as I used to, but I know a lot of people that's a, that's a big thing. So, uh, that is risk of rain too. Um, next up we have a game called Eastward. Uh, this is a game developed by chucklefish games who, um, they're fairly well known in the, in the indie world. I, I can't think of off the top of my head, any other games that they've done, but, uh, I know I've heard the name, uh, but this is a, like kind of a 2.5 D action adventure game. Like, I don't know. I kind of, when I was looking at the, the, uh, video preview of it, they, it looked kind of like a Zelda game, kind of like one of the Game Boy Zelda games or, you know, before Zelda went 3d, um, that kind of sort of top down view. And it takes place in a post apocalyptic world. And it releases in 2020. Uh, uh, just FYI, uh, Chucklefish was Stardew Valley, Starbound. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they just did Wargroove. I was uh, going to say, I thought it sounded yeah. familiar. I just yeah. didn't remember. I knew they had some thought. bigger ones, but I couldn't think of them. So thank you. Um, next up, this is one that I think the three of us have all played, uh, Torchlight 2. And we have played this on Steam, correct? Yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so one of the first games I remember playing. Yeah, yeah. There was one summer sale where all... Playing, playing on my laptop. Yeah. 
God. There was one of the Steam summer sales, like all of the three of us plus a few of our other friends just went nuts on sales and we bought like every game that was co op mm-hmm. and on sale. Uh, so Back when the Steam like, summer sale was good. Yeah, I know. Uh, RIP you know. Steam summer sale, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a topic <laughs> for another pod. But uh, Oh, that is a good topic. I know. Um, yeah. Maybe around the winter sale time, we can talk about fun Steam games. But anyway, um, so this is a Diablo clone. It's, you know, like a hack and slash and looter mm-hmm. type of game. Uh, it's like I mentioned, it's been on Steam for years. Like I think we first played it probably back in 2013, 14, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Don't you have pets? I think you have pets or something, or like familiars. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I remember my guy was like a gunslinger. Yeah, it's been a minute since we played. That's all I remember. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely fun. So that is coming to Switch, and it will be available September 3rd. Uh, So again, that was Torchlight 2. Uh, Next up is a game called Skater XL, and... I thought this looked really cool. I don't know. Were you guys, either of you guys, big Tony Hawk fans? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I haven't we were played... in middle school when it came out. Of course, we were big Tony Hawk fans. Yeah. Man, right. I remember playing Pro Skater 2 on my Game Boy, Game mm. Boy Color. Oh. Yeah. Man, that was the life. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, I thought this one looked really cool. This is a, this is a skater sim, but uh, apparently you have, like, total board control. I don't know if it's, like, you have a joystick or if it's a motion thing. I didn't really look into it that much but uh they they tout their total board board control and their physics-based gameplay so i don't know i mean i know with some of the old tony hawk games granted the ones that i played are 20 years old now or whatever 15 years old now but they um you know there you could do some really weird physics things and it just sometimes didn't really feel like natural (laughs) skateboarding so supposedly this one is going to have kind of a better feel to it so uh, i don't know i thought it sounded kind of cool so i threw it on the list Uh, that will be releasing sometime in 2020 uh, next up is a game called Super Hot. Um, this is a, another one that's been on like Steam, or I think it's on Steam. I know it's on PC, and it might be on like uh, Xbox and PlayStation. I'm not sure, but this is a um, it's a shooter. Have you guys seen this one? It's like it's got the it's really dumbed down graphics. It's like I can't even, I don't even know how to explain it. The people aren't even like people. It's just like shapes almost, and. Hmm. Uh, the enemies are just like a bright red. The background is again, kind of just shapes or outlines of shapes. And the, it's very, it's the style they're going for, but it's very scaled back graphics, but kind of the whole gameplay mechanic behind it is time only moves when your character is moving. And again, it's a shooter. So like if you get shot at, you can stop and you can see where the bullets, like if it's a shotgun, maybe the bullets where the bullet spread is going or, um, and kind of plan and move accordingly. And of course, sometimes you're not going to be able to get away just because the, once you start moving, the bullets are going to move and hit you. But uh, it still looks kind of cool. Like you can kind of dodge around people or stop time and make a plan or something like that. So um, that I know interesting. It, it like, sounds like it's like trying to make a shooter almost like puzzly, which sounds kind of fun. Yeah, maybe. And I've never played it. I don't know if it gets, if it does have a puzzly feel or if it's more of a, I don't know. I, I feel like it probably would be, but um, it looks pretty cool. It's also like, it's not, it's a shooter, but they also have like melee weapons. So your guy can, dodge around the bullets and then go up to somebody and hit him in the face with a baseball bat. So, and again, it's not like realistic <laughs> graphics, so it's, it's not as graphically violent as that it sounded. Sounds but... silly. <laughs> I kind of want to play. Yeah. You should check it out. But that, I, again, I think it's on PC already, but it is coming to switch. Actually it is on switch. It was released the day of the, um, the showcase, which was 
last week or two weeks ago. So it is currently available right now. Uh, next up is Dungeon Defenders Awakened. Uh, Derek, I know you are a big Dungeon Defenders yes, fan. Yes, I would be excited about this one. Yep. So this is a sequel. It's not like a port. They, it's a brand new game, and it releases on February 2020, and it will, for a short time, be only available on the Switch. It will eventually come to the other consoles, but uh, it's coming first to the Switch, which is kind of cool. So um, I don't really know much about that one, Derek. Can you can you give me like a, a brief uh if i'm um i mean sorry i was not prepared no i I just kind of threw that one at you yeah no i'm just i'm just making sure i'm i'm remembering the right game here uh so yeah i mean it's it's like a tower tower defense game um okay i mean it's it's going to be more fun multiplayer Mm -hmm. so we'll see um if i end up picking this up on the switch i actually don't I think it would play pretty well on the Switch now that I'm thinking about it. I think it I would probably enjoy it more with a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah. Um, and definitely with more multiplayer, which is one of the issues of the Switch. But um yeah, I mean I'll definitely check it out. I don't do you know what the price point is on this one? Um I don't think they said uh I would guess it probably won't be too like twenty to thirty. That's about what it's, a lot of these indie games go yeah, for, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't so, know. So yeah, sure. I definitely check definitely check it out. Um it looks like oh no that's that's the first one i was saying it looks like the first one is on on steam for 15 bucks so i would think mm-hmm. yeah 15 20 bucks when the new one comes out but yeah yeah i'll uh, i'll have to check that out nice all right uh, a couple more here uh this one i thought looked really cool this is a game called earth knight and it is a it's kind of a platformer with some roguelike elements but it's a really fast play, paced platformer and the the premise is that dragons like uh, think like more of like the Eastern style dragon, you know, with kind of the long snake like bodies have taken over the earth and you play as a, like a defender or whatever of the earth that needs to fight back against the dragons. And the platforming aspect is actually a lot of it takes place. You're running across the backs of the dragons and you have to jump from dragon to dragon and you're collecting power ups. And um, again, like I said, it's kind of got some roguelike um gameplay so you'll be able to power up your character and things like that and uh i don't know it just looked really fun to me so i'm watching i'm watching the video for it right now it does it looks like it looks like a lot of fun yeah yeah it does yeah so that one will be releasing sometime this year yet in 2019 so keep an eye out for that one and then finally their kind of big reveal at the end of the um, showcase was Ori and the Blind Forest, the definitive edition. So I don't know much about this game, but I know that it was a Xbox and PC exclusive for a long time. And I have seen quite a few people rave about this. And it, it's a really pretty looking game. It's got a kind of a, I don't know, just it's got a really cool aesthetic, I think, that that looks really fun. And uh, it's a Metroidvania game. And it... Um, yeah, again, so this is the definitive edition. So like any any sort of DLC or any other content that they've released previously for the Xbox and PC will be all bundled into this edition for the Switch. And that will be releasing on yeah. September 27th. All right, so that's all we got from the Nintendo Showcase. So moving on from Nintendo. Uh, I have one quick comment on the Nintendo yeah. Showcase. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you guys. Uh, we made it through an entire Nintendo discussion without a reference to me buying a Switch. Oh, I've been thinking it the whole time. <laughs> I could see I, it on your face. I knew you were waiting to say something. 
it's it's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. I'm like, giving the up horse hope. is already buried and has decomposed. Oh, definitely. The horse has been through the glue factory for sure. Yeah. Evan and I are just going to have to like go together and like buy you one for Christmas or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm just going to tell Bree that's all you want for your next birthday and Christmas, and then you'll just end up with one. It'll be yeah. perfect. Okay. Good Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, moving on then. Uh, so the last pod, we mentioned the new game from uh, Stonemeyer Games and Jamie Segmeyer, and that is Tapestry. So we got some more news. Uh, I know we posted that. <laughs> we posted the uh, Derek can hardly contain himself. I know. Yeah. It looks really good, <laughs> it, you guys. It does look good. So uh, we posted the design diaries in the Discord. If you if you want to go back and look at those, that, that message isn't too far up. We, I think we even penned it. So if you're in the Discord, check the pinned messages, and you can get a link to the design diaries. They're really interesting. Uh, Jamie Stagmeyer, Stagmeyer wrote them, and he really dives into some of his reasoning behind some of the decisions he made in the game. And it it's kind of just like a behind-the-scenes look at how games are designed, which I always find really interesting because, I don't know, sometimes I feel like the the process is a little different than how I would think, and it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. So we got some more news. Uh, we have an official pre-order date, September 4th, through September 7th. It's kind of a short window, but you'll be able to pre-order the game. Anybody can pre-order. You don't have to be part of their like exclusive club or whatever. Um, we don't have a price yet, but I would be shocked if it was not either 95 or 100. 95 or 99. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna be, it's, it's not going to hit triple digit, but it'll be yeah. 99 or 95. So here, here's my thing with this game. I want it really badly. <laughs> I don't want to spend 95 or $99. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. So Stonemaier Games are doing great now that they, I mean, they did great on Kickstarter. They've moved away from Kickstarter. They're still doing great, but it's some, I have some weird, something's wrong with my mind because I have such an issue pre-ordering a game like this for that amount of money. But as you guys know, I'm thinking about backing a big Kickstarter right now and I don't bat an eye and it's (laughs) such a weird situation and i don't know i don't know if it's because i think you know oh this is on kickstarter if i don't back it now i might never get it whereas tapestry is going to be widely widely available but i don't know uh sometime we'll have to talk about we'll have to really do a dive into the kickstarter mentality and uh you know that that whole situation i just thought that was interesting because Mm. you know when you think about it this game is about the same price as Merchant's Cove is the game I'm considering, which we'll talk about next time because I will be backing it, I'm sure. Uh, I'm just getting but, my questions ready for when we dive into Derek's yeah, psyche no, and please why he do. loves Kickstarter. We could, do, we could do a full hour on uh, what's up here. An expose um, on Derek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like Tapestry, I, it didn't even cross my mind to pre-order this, though. You know, I mean, at that price point. Um, I mean, I'll probably wait till reviews and such come out. And yeah. uh, if it's a good game, you know, I'll probably pick it up. But... It is weird because I think if it was on Kickstarter and it was, hey, you can get you can kickstart this game and it won't be available in retail for another year and a half to two years, I would absolutely kickstart it. Um, so I don't know. It's just a it's just an interesting thing to think about with Kickstarter versus, versus pre-order, I guess. Yeah. So which Kickstarter is kind of a glorified pre-order anymore. But right. That's, that's all right. Well, you mentioned reviews. Uh, reviews for the game are actually going to be going up pretty soon. In fact, if you are out already, um, they have a watch it played with Rodney, which I, I watched and it was intriguing. I, I'm pretty intrigued. I considered pre-ordering it, but I'm kind of in that same boat where I feel like 95 is a little steep for what you get. Um, but the mechanics and, of the game look pretty cool. 
Or go ahead. Well, and Rodney's not going to give you an opinion on the game. He no, doesn't do no. reviews. He right. just does playthroughs. So um, he's not going to give you his opinion on whether or not it's worth all of your hard-earned money because he's being paid to teach you how to play it. Right. Um, so that's tough to, to get a read off of that one. Yeah, so the actual reviews that will hopefully be like non-biased reviews, those are going to be coming out around the same time as the pre-order window. I think Jamie kind of coordinated that with the reviewers. So uh, keep an eye out for those. Again, it's September 4th through September 7th. Uh, I don't know. Check it out. If you like Stonemaier games, I, I would assume you'll probably like this one. It, it looks good. The mechanics look really tight. Um, if you like Civ building games, I think it could be a good option for that too. But again, for us, it's the price point. So, um, But if we'll you really it. want it, uh, you might want to pre-order because we had the wingspan fiasco. So right. who knows when it'll be available. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So... Uh, okay, so again, that was Tapestry. Um, all right, so then next, there was a, a big gaming convention over in Germany. There was a Gamescom Com, Gamescom convention. Um, so we got a lot of news out of that. We're just going to hit a few of the highlights here, but there was definitely... I, I'm not exactly sure what all is involved in this conference. Like, I, I think it's actually more of um, demos and stuff like that. But there is a like a pre- it's it's not like E three where it's a big like the big part of it is the press conferences, but there is still some releases or like news and press conferences and stuff. So anyway, uh, some of the news that came out of that is um, we are getting another cross platform game between Xbox and PlayStation. So this has been pretty big news. Not a lot of games have broken through this barrier. So the, the latest one that's doing that is uh, Players Unknown Battleground or PUBG, and. I think that makes it one of three or four that has cross-platform between Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I know Fortnite does. Um, I know that Rocket League recently got it. And I think there's one more, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So anyway, uh, we're kind of slowly but surely crossing that barrier where uh, more and more of these games are getting cross-platform between all platforms. So not only is this going to be cross-platform between Xbox and PlayStation, but now it's it's every platform. It's just, you know, before... Xbox could play with, play with PC, PC could play with PlayStation, you know, but now the whole, th- they're all connected. So, um, yeah, that was pretty good news. I'm, I'm excited to see that and, uh, we'll see if, if some more games are allowed to do that in the future. Uh, next up, we got a few more Xbox game pass games. We talked about the game pass in our E3, um, episode, but the game pass is like a, depending on what level you get is a 10 to $15 a month um, subscription you can get through Microsoft and then they have a bunch of games in a library that you can play for free. So are included in your subscription, I should say. So um, a couple new games being added to that are Kingdom Come Deliverance, Devil May Cry 5, and then the PC subscribers are going to get the Age of Empires Definitive Edition. So That, makes, sorry, that is worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. It's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, I know you were a big fan of Kingdom Come Deliverance back when that released. So. Yes, I... I really like it. Um, I don't know. One of our friends had mentioned something about the game and it kind of, kind of brought it into my mind. And once we hit another game lull here soon, I think I might, might start playing that back up again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if they're going to have the PC version of that, but that will be in the Xbox version of the game pass. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that service is, is uh, continuing to expand, and I know if I had an Xbox, I would definitely get the combo with the the Xbox and the PC bundled together. But for me, I since I don't have an Xbox, I don't think it's worth it. But there's some good games in there. I know Sea of Thieves is in there, and that's like cross platform, cross progression. If you own it on 
or have the game pass like you can play it on your xbox and you can hop over to your pc yeah. later and oh that's really cool, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I've, I've played I with one of my friends that. on both his computer and his xbox it's just kind of dependent on where he was that's um, neat yeah so um anyway kind of cool to see that stuff continue uh next up we got a little bit more news from the google stadia uh, thing that's coming out from google uh, again, we've touched on that, but that is Google's cloud gaming service. So that's where uh, you will stream the game. You don't actually have to own a console. It's just we'll stream to – at first it's just going to be Chromecast, but eventually they're saying you can stream it to a PC through the Chrome browser or your TV, like your smart TV, or uh, even your phone. So we'll see hmm. – well, I know that, that when we talked about it before, we were a little questioning about some of the claims they were making, but – uh, we got some more games added and some big ones too. So Cyberpunk uh, 2077 will be on release, will be out for Google Stadia. And I know that's like the game of next year. Everybody is super hyped about it. Keanu. Yeah. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yep. We got more Keanu news later. Mm-hmm. Always. Do we? Ooh. Uh, and then another one coming to the Google Stadia is Mortal Kombat 11. So they're really going out and trying to get these big AAA uh, games. So. I don't know. I I am I'm not going to do the founders, which is going to release later this year for that. But I am definitely going to keep an eye on this because I don't know. I haven't bought a, ge- a console from this generation yet. I don't know that I will for next generation. But if this lets me play some AAA games, maybe it's worth it. You you have a Switch. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox. <laughs> the Switch is kind I'm, of. Its I would own consider gen. doing it for a month just to get Mortal Kombat 11. I love. There you go. Playing the Mortal Kombat games, but like for me, the shelf life isn't know, that long. Will you? Ha- oh, okay. You meant just play it for a month. I was gonna say, do we yeah, know if you have access to that, those games? Probably not after your subscription. I would well, imagine when your subscription ends. I don't. It's ends. still not very clear because it's not. It's not like an Xbox Game Pass thing, to my understanding, where you pay the subscription and you have an opening to all their games. You still have to buy the games. So I wonder if what? you. Mm-hmm. You actually okay? Actually, I do know. I know you don't have to. The subscription gives you like cheaper prices and stuff like that. But if you just buy the game, you'll have access to it forever. Okay. They have like a free tier of Google Stadia, but you still have to buy like the rights to the game or whatever. Hmm. So we'll see how that develops. Yeah. Just keep an eye on it. All right. Moving on. Uh, the Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch. That's 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 kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I know that a lot of people uh, I like saw some. I saw a rumor today that uh, the Witcher Netflix series uh, could be out as early as November first. Really? Ooh, they got to compete with yeah. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge Witcher player. I have the games, but I've not really played through them. But I know like so many people love The Witcher Three, so uh, that will be coming to Switch on October fifteenth. So. Uh, check that one out if you have not played The Witcher, or if you have and you want to play it on the go. Uh, finally, we have uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 was announced. So Kerbal Space Program is another one of those Steam games that everybody seems to love, and you can oftentimes get it on sale. And uh, so the second one is actually going to be made by a different studio um, than the original. So the new one is going to be made by Star Theory. And apparently... Even though it's not the original studio, like the people at Star Theory were just really big fans, and I don't know the exact backstory behind that, but uh, if they they somehow bought the rights to it or whatever and wanted to make a second one, so um, yeah, I don't know. I 
I I don't know if that bodes well for the game or not, but uh, yeah, that's coming out. I don't think we got a, a for sure release date on that one, but that I would assume will be coming out for Steam and maybe some other platforms probably within the next year or so. So dang, I was just checking. I thought I bought that on the last Steam sale, but I did not. The the first the first Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, I have it. I've always I've wanted. Played. I've always wanted to play. Yeah, I've only played like half an hour. I I want to send know. my Kerbals to the moon. Yeah, sounds tough. I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next up, uh, moving on from game news, we have a we had a big movie announcement. So, um, the Matrix Four was announced. So, the Matrix Four will begin production in 2020, and it's going to bring back Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss, who played Trinity, will also be back. Um, and it will be directed by Lana Wachowski, or is it? It's Lana, Cat- right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. So I don't know if it's just going to be her or if it's going to be it, both of them. I think it's just just her. Okay, I, awesome. I don't think they're both involved this time. Okay. Um, and there hasn't been any news on uh, on Morpheus either, to my knowledge. But uh, no. the summer of Keanu or the yes. Keanuessance continues yes but so, still uh, a very exciting news. i don't want it to stop <laughs> I, I, I yeah i want it to never uh, never end uh i love keanu it's yeah. great yeah so uh we don't have a, a whole lot of other details about that it's just production's going to begin in 2020 so that would probably get it in what the 2021 2022 range for release so yeah we'll keep an eye on yeah. that one i you know honest confession i don't think i've ever actually watched the third matrix i know i've watched you the second don't Oh, well, that's don't. what I you Don't yeah. waste your time. That's don't, what I feel. To be honest, don't. <laughs> Just watch the first two. Oh, yeah. Well, the first one is so good, but hopefully yeah. this one fares a little bit better. We'll see how yes, it goes. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> They've had plenty of time to workshop it, so uh, we'll hope, uh, hope it's good. All right. Well, now we're going to get into kind of the major news. Uh, we've, we've already been talking for quite a while, but we haven't even hit with the really meaty stuff. So uh, here we go. Disney had their D23 convention or conference or whatever they call it and we got a lot of news we got a lot of star wars news we got a lot of mcu news and even some more a lot of disney plus news and things like that so (laughs) we did we got some muppet news (laughs) hey i love the muppets i'm the the biggest muppet fan i'm so pumped you have no idea oh my god yeah (laughs) So, how do you feel about Jason Siegel's Muppet movie? Loved it. Okay, good. I never watched it. Might have been the end of our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Siegel is a delight. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get started. Uh, So, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was we got a Mandalorian trailer. Now, you guys both watched this, right? Mm -hmm. So good. It was so good. If you haven't watched the Mandalorian trailer, Watch it ASAP. Just, it's it's yeah. Just stop so watching good. this. Go watch the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, blown right. away by the production. Blown it looks crazy. Away. It looks like a full blown like Star Wars movie. It, it looks, looks like, like a Star Wars it, movie. Yeah. yeah, it really does. So John Favreau I, is doing a, a thirteen hour Star Wars. He's movie. doing the Lord's work. It's amazing. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got a little bit more. Um, we kind of got a feel for the what the show is going to be like with the trailer too. It looks a little bit darker. It looks uh, gritty. It looks like yeah. everything I've wanted in something for Star Wars. Like it felt like more along the Rogue One lines as far as grittiness. Which, I mean, spoiler alert, it's my favorite new movie um, yeah. of the Disney era. So, 
I'm very yeah. excited for this. I have very high hopes. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I don't, I don't like hate some of the, you know, Star Wars. We've talked about it before. Is more or less a family friendly slash even a kid, you know, mm-hmm. IP. But I think the more that they There's can realize, definitely a market to be tapped. Yeah, I think that more that they can realize that they can do both. They can have the resistance shows that are geared towards kids, mm-hmm. and they can have these shows that are a little bit more, maybe not. I, I think that's that's going to be good. So it looked good. I I was excited before, but after seeing that trailer, I am super pumped. Yeah. My expectations soared after seeing that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So this, uh, just a reminder, this is going to be releasing with Disney plus, which is November 5th. I believe it's 12th. 12th. Is it 12th? It is the 12th. Yep. Don't worry. I got it right here. I'm off my game. Speaking of, did I get my email from Disney to buy my three years at one time? Oh yeah. Well, that's 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 a good segue. (laughs) Let's bring that up. Uh, Right now, Disney is offering a deal where if you sign up for their what's it called their D23 program, which there's a there's a paid version of that and there's a free version. So if you sign up for the free version, you can then pre-purchase three years of Disney Plus for. Yeah, the equivalent uh, of four dollars a month. Yeah, basically. yeah. Which it's going to be what six dollars a month base price. So you save two dollars yeah, a month. I think it's six ninety nine base price. So you save. Oh, so you save yeah. three dollars a month over the course of three years. So there's pretty significant savings there. The trick is going to be after a year, they're just going to shut the whole service down, but they've already got your 140. So you, you know, to, nothing would surprise me with Disney. You know, I don't need to go into that. Right I, I think I think the real trick is going to be they're going to hook you with their $7 a month and then jack it up to 10 or more. Yeah. But if will. you lock I, into three years, I, yeah. you're not going to worry about it. That's right. what I'm doing. 140 up front. I, think, I yeah. think tomorrow is when that comes in. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and sign up for that too. I don't see why I got, not. I got decisions to make. Yeah, that's a big chunk of money right now. Yeah, for you know, so I go without fun, without fun it's, money for it's a month. Easy, it's easier when it pulls out seven dollars a month. That's uh, oh, definitely. That's, that's not wrong. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So next, uh, Disney Plus news. We got a little bit more info on the What If series um, in the in the MCU. So uh, there was a big MCU presentation with Kevin Feige, and one of the things that he mentioned is this What If series. Um, the way he made it sound is that there's going to be 23 episodes, and each one's going to be kind of an alternate story to each of the 23 MCU movies, which I think sounds amazing. Yes. Much that sounds more really cool. Now. Much yeah. more exciting. Yeah. So as a reminder, this is an animated series, but it sounds like they got a lot of the actors to do the voices. Um, I That's haven't, awesome. They haven't announced some of the big ones like um, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr., but they have announced quite a few of the other characters. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this. A couple examples they gave were uh, what if instead of Steve Rogers, it was Peggy Carter who got the Super Soldier Serum and became Cap- Captain Britain, which sounds oh, amazing. And, so uh, cool. And Haley Atwell is yeah. signed on for that. And yes. That, that's, that's one of my, the biggest like travesties is that uh, Agent Carter got canceled. That was mm-hmm. such a good show. Haley mm-hmm. Atwell was perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thumbs down to that canceled decision. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were thumbs down in the No, show. not the show. The oh. decision canceled. No, no. So, That's a, um, that'd be a pretty spicy take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if this will be – I don't know if they gave it a release date. I don't know if this is going to be a day one thing or if it will be coming later, but um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that one. Uh, next up, we got a little bit more on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, it's going to dive a bit deeper into each character's past – as well as some of their present events after 
Endgame. So um, I, I'm pretty excited about this too. There's there's a very deep uh, deep backstory they could pull with with uh, Bucky's. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like 40 years or whatever, 70 years there that they could pull. I'll from. take as much Sebastian Stan as they're gonna give me. Right, and uh, and Sam has a lot of backstory too with his time oh, yeah. in the military beforehand yeah. too, and all that. So that that'll be interesting. And then of course. Um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the uh, post-Endgame events. So we won't dive too deep into that because Endgame spoilers, but um, it should be fun. Uh, and then they also announced that Emily Van Camp will be returning. She plays uh, Sharon Carter. That's, so That's a good get. That's a good yeah, get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed she wasn't in Endgame, actually, but I don't know. It wouldn't have fit, I guess. There was too much stuff anyway. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot happening. Yeah. I guess. Eh, I'm not disappointed. I changed my mind. It wouldn't have fit. All right. Good. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we got some more on our favorite titled sarcasm of the uh, MCU. Okay. And that's I'll, WandaVision. I'll wait until we're, we're through the news on this yeah. one. So WandaVision, uh, they actually had Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany come up and talk about it a little bit. And I was kind of surprised by this. They both described it as a kind of a half comedy, half uh, epic MCU adventure show. And they likened it to the Dick Van Dyke show. Which this I never really watched. Weirdest, but. This is the weirdest situation. It's going to be yeah. weird. And honestly, like after seeing a description of it, it makes the title make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. I'll pump the hate breaks <laughs> on the title for now until I know more. But I'll give it a little bit of grace here. I think I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Yeah. Whoa, Derek's the skeptical one. I am. They're not funny characters. They're not supposed to be funny. See, that's well, they're the going thing. to be. Neither one of them are comedic actors. Yeah. We'll like, see. give me give me Chris Hemsworth in a Dick Van Dyke style comedy, and I'm on board. That would be I amazing. Still actually. That right? Thor, or give, give me Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, and and uh, Chris Hemsworth in a yeah. It'd be I, great. I, but yeah, end game spoiler alert. If, if Thor would have zapped his fat off, I think it would have been infinitely funnier because then he would have been fat because he wanted to be fat, <laughs> not was because kind of he was. Oh I was kind God. of glad that they didn't do it that way. But yes, I agree. Fine. Well, I know I'm in a minority on this one, but I'll yeah. die on that hill. All right. End spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, next up. Well, yeah, are we done with WandaVision? I, I think we've hit all yes, the things. Yes, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We're over WandaVision. Uh, is that all the MCU stuff? Oh, okay. We got. I'm going to jump around in our notes here, but we, we got okay. one more MCU show announcement, or we got several more MCU show announcements. Yeah, we got three. Uh, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight were all announced. And these are all shows, am I right? Yes, and these are all fantastic choices Yes, uh, for shows. Uh, Moon Knight is a vastly underrated character, has a huge following. Um, I she know Hulk, nothing about Moon Knight. She I'm Hulk, excited. They're going to be able to dive into some really uh, – that's going to be a funny one, mm-hmm. I think, because uh, she's a lawyer. Like her alter ego is that like, she, she <laughs> yeah. looks like Smart Hulk from Endgame, but she is a lawyer. Um, that's going to be great. And then Miss um, Marvel is huge right now. Um, it, it's just that she is like the new – like one of the new pillars of the of the Marvel comic universe. And so she's huge, and I think that'll be a, a pretty good show. It'll be pretty popular. Um, she's got a lot of fans. It's kind of funny. She's like, she's like a superhero, but she's a fangirl of all the superheroes. Like she's that's like really, always like starstruck really cool. when she runs yeah. in. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. That's funny. Um, so yeah, I think I think that could be really good as well because that'll have a little bit of comedy to it uh, too. 
but yeah, I think those are all really good picks for shows. Yeah. And I, I don't have all the details on this, but I've read that they, they mentioned that they're not necessarily going to do the Netflix model where, um, all their shows are going to be out at once and you binge them. I, I, it's weekly. They're going to do weekly. weekly? Like, okay. Kind of like, kind of like uh, Hulu does some shows like that. Like I okay. think, um, yeah, I think they've uh, Handmaid's Tale was like on yeah, a weekly. Is it Handmaid's Tale that and way? I think Amazon. Amazon might do the same thing on some shows. I don't. It's hard to shows. That, I know yeah. Made in the High Castle is and all at once, and PBS All Access does all of the Star Trek shows uh, weekly oh. episodes. So I think that's what we're what we're going to see. I mean, it keeps people subscribed. Right, longer. it keeps the subscriber yeah, base. It there, really which does is kind of the, yeah. the important part of a subscription plan. So, so is it like traditional TV then, where they release at certain times yep. throughout the week, okay. certain certain days, or mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so I think that's all of the MCU news we have. Now we've got uh, a bunch of Star Wars news. Muppets. Uh, oh, you want to jump to Muppets? We'll jump to Muppets. Yeah. Derek, take us away on Muppets. Give me the Muppets. All right. Muppets Now was announced for Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is being uh, described as an unscripted <laughs> short-form show featuring the Muppets. Don't ask it me how an unscripted good. show will work, but... <laughs> it's already basically well, unscripted. <laughs> I can't imagine what an actual oh unscripted gosh, show will I, be. I'm so excited for this, you guys. I need more Muppets in my life. They had a show on ABC a few years ago yeah. where Miss Piggy uh, hosted a late-night talk show. And like it was like all the Muppets like worked on that talk show. Like they were like mm-hmm. the, the stage hands and stuff. Hilarious. And it was done in like the office style where they would like do interviews with Kermit mm-hmm. and he'd be That's holding a cup great. of coffee. It was so funny. And uh it got canceled after one season because people hate joy. And uh <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Some but, people yeah, are I, just miserable. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah, we got Muppets now coming. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I think that's all we really know about it. We don't have a release date or anything else, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Muppets. Right. Muppets. Cool. <laughs> all right. Now we'll get to Star Wars. <laughs> so probably for me, the biggest thing that came out of it is we got the official confirmation. There's been rumors forever, but we got the confirmation that Ewan McGregor is back. He is back as Obi-Wan Kenobi starring in a show centered around Obi-Wan Kenobi. Incredible. Yes. So this will be, I just read this today, actually. This is going to take place eight years after Revenge of the Sith, which would put it 11 years before A New Hope. So I think they said that's kind of around the solo time period. I would be surprised if there was really much crossover there, but still just to kind of a reference, it's going to be around that time period. And I've heard that it I've heard both rumors of like a traditional series and more of a mini series. I don't know which one it's going to be, but be I don't traditional. care. Be traditional. Yeah. I don't care. I just want more Obi-Wan in my life. Yeah. So I'm just wondering yeah. how, what something has to come to Tatooine then. Like it has to be, I, yeah, I know. I, I don't, depends, he never so, leaves. He never no, leaves. It depends on, it depends on Darth Maul's extremely confusing timeline as far as when I, yeah. as far as when I know. And I, I know mean, Evan's they already have, posted his timeline and I still don't understand. They, it. they have to, they have to bring Maul into it. I mean, mm-hmm. they've focused almost like he's been in ev- like so many things that they, that done. has to be why he's teased so and he's much. One like of the, this had to be the plan. Yeah. And like they've developed him so much that he's like, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite villains. He's right up there with Vader for me. Yeah. And uh, like he's got he's got such an interesting and deep backstory to him. 
um, mm-hmm. that's been ex- explored a, a lot in the uh, the animated shows. Yeah. And I would love to see a rematch of Maul and Obi Wan, but I don't know. We'll see where Stop. they go. I can only handle so much. <laughs> I know, right? So much yeah. good news can only come at once. It's like I I don't think Obi Wan would leave Tatooine though, because he's there to no. guard Luke. So it's really it will be interesting to see. Like maybe they can come up with a compelling reason that he would leave, but I don't know what it would be. I wonder if they would ever have him meet up with Vader. I kind of doubt it, right? Like Mm-mm. you you kind of want the bookends to be Mustafar and then Death Star. Right, yeah. right, Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's so yeah he like senses him. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. I think he would spoil it if they had seen yes, each other. I think yeah. so too. All right, I agree. Um, but yeah, I I don't know I don't know if we know when that's coming out, but that so is huge. Hear me out here. So mm-hmm. what if this means because we get this announcement now? What if this means we have Force Ghost Ewan McGregor and then Rise of Skywalker? Ooh. How would you feel? I I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I would like it. I know that. I love it. I mean, I doubt it happens, but I think it would be phenomenal. It'd be kind of weird it, because people be mad. Yeah, well, oh, because they had, get mad about anything. They had Alec Guinness, Guinness yeah. in yeah in return, but perfect. I'd be okay the with precedent it. Precedent set, yeah. Well, no, but no, I mean, but if they've it, already set like Obi Wan's Force Ghost is old. Yeah, he's not Ewan McGregor. But if you're he's a Force not, Ghost, can you take one for me? One on Ewan McGregor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it will be so interesting wait, to see. justify this, where however does, I can, to make it happen. It, where does this fall in, like, with the timeline of Rebels? Um. Before. So Maul, so um, it's before Rebels. Yeah, is it? Uh, okay, because I was gonna say it'd be cool, like Thrawn maybe or something. Well, hold on. I mean, it's, yeah, this is a discussion for another. This time, is good podcasting right here. It is, yeah, right. but plus podcasting. So Solo takes be- place before or after Rebels. Before, before, before it does it. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, uh, my timelines are off right now. Anyway, <laughs> right. Obi Wan. Good yes, news. Obi-Wan. Uh, then uh, Star Wars Resistance Season 2 was uh, – the pre- we were given the pre- premiere, which is going to be October 6th. I still haven't watched the first season outside of a couple episodes, but – It's pretty good. It ramped um, up. It, yeah, it, I bet. I'm kind of surprised that it's – like this is going to be its final season, the second yeah, season. second really? final. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm very surprised. I'm wondering if it didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Well, they, they, um, did they took a lot some of, risks with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It. I mean, uh, I, mean I watched well. the I watched the first ten episodes, but I mean, it was not quite my style. Right. Well, and it. I don't know. And I and I know, kid, like Star Wars is family friendly, and they need to have like cartoons and things. But I felt like it was exceptionally but, childish but, compared but, to Rebels or. No, go back to Rebels season one, and I think it's right on that, right on par with that. Ezra was just. Is uh, it though? Yes. <laughs> yes. God, I don't know. Season we'll, one, we'll I had to, I had to push through with Rebels, and then it yeah. had the pay. It was a pay, the payoff was there, right? Uh, but Resistance, I, I don't know. It kind of gives um, some background on the First Order, which is nice because they yeah. needed that, and, and so maybe I, that's I'm, what they wanted to accomplish. Right, and I, with and I've enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. They can always bring um, it back on Disney Plus too. Maybe that's the right. we'll maybe that and... man. Maybe it's, it'll be the final season on on Disney XD, and then it'll just be on Disney Plus. Maybe that would make like, sense. Like Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, Clone Wars. I don't. Did know you guys I... just remember that Clone Wars is coming back? Because oh, I did. I, I, oh I've... man. 
I haven't forgotten. I'm very mind. excited. <laughs> that tra- that trailer is playing through my mind right now. Yeah, I'm very excited. Hey, speaking of trailers, <laughs> finally, <laughs> we got great segue. Thanks. <laughs> we got a new episode nine trailer. And it was exclusive to the convention for a little bit, but it is out on YouTube now. So go ahead and go check it out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, it starts off with some flashbacks to some of the older movies, but then we get some new footage and we got a bit of a bombshell at the end. We fake got news. You know, fake news. You think so? <laughs> uh, we got, I think so. We got a little clip of Ray in dark robes with a lightsaber that she, it's like folded up. And then she like snaps it into two into a saber staff like Darth Maul's and ignites it and it is red. So there's a lot of speculation going on. I'm sure we could dive into this a lot more, but is this going to be a vision like the cave that Luke experienced in Empire Strikes Back? Or is this going to be, does she fall to the dark side? Is she a sleeper agent of, of Emperor Palpatine? Does that Kylo have to get redeemed? That's and, not going to happen. It's, no, a, I don't it's, know. A it's a vision. It's got to be. All right. We aren't going to jump into that now because this pod is going to be two hours long. I know. We haven't in. even got to our discussion topic yet. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, very excited for, for that. Um, check out that trailer if you haven't seen it already. But that wraps up most of what we got out of Disney and uh, D23 uh there was some news this didn't come from d23 but there is some more disney news and that is going to lead us into our discussion here um so news broke last week that marvel studios and disney and sony have broken down in their uh negotiations for the spider-man character so uh just a little bit of background sony owns the the movie rights to the spider-man character they have for quite some time and um, that was the reason that Spider-Man was not in the MCU at first. Uh, they came to agreement back in like 2015 or 2016. And basically Marvel Studios produced um, and did a lot of the production work on the on Spider-Man Homecoming. But it was still like technically Sony. I don't know. They're both credited. It's kind of confusing, which I think is where the breakdown happened. Uh, so on that first on that first film, and I believe also on Far From Home, uh, Disney and MCU got what was it five percent of the box office take, and then Sony mm-hmm. got the rest. But spent most of the pr- production money. Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Disney, and MCU produced most of the movie and only got five percent of the take home. Right. Um, so the news has now broken that Disney asked for 50 percent. they they offered to put up 50 percent of the production cost and then oh no yeah that's right i'm yeah. just shaking and then head. wanted 50 percent of the box office take so they'd split 50 they just basically from what it sounded like it was just a 50 50 split of everything sony said no sony said we don't want to do that we want we like the current deal and they said if that's what you're going to if that's what you want, then mm-hmm. we're going to pull out. You're no longer going to produce the movies. We'll mm-hmm. produce them. And that's where we're at right now. I, I kind of thought that they would have this worked out by now because this broke like a week and a half ago. But, it's I mean, this is sticking. So as it stands, Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU. So Well, okay. You go ahead. You go well, ahead. I was just going to I was gonna throw it over to you guys, actually. I was going to say, we're all upset. We've got thoughts. Let's, let's, let's say air, air our grievances here. The hearing of grievances commences. <laughs> the festivus for the rest of us. Uh, so, 
so um i'm mad and uh Derek is very upset <laughs> i'm mostly mad at sony i know disney is not blameless in this situation but right. to me this feels like sony said hey we had a lot of bad star uh bad spider-man films and uh, we want Marvel to come in and help us out here, and we're still going to make all the money. And now that Marvel did all the casting and production of two fantastic Spider-Man films, now Sony says, "Oh, we don't need you anymore. Uh, we'll you you've set us up for success, so now we're out." And it just doesn't make any sense to me. They've in they've they've brought Tom Holland into I'm so worked up right now. <laughs> they brought Tom Holland into the MCU. They've worked all the characters into the MCU. How does Sony think they're going to make any kind of movie with any semblance of a plot or direction or anything now when you pull right. when you pull them out of the MCU? It, it's easy. just okay. All right. Sure. I mean, just look at how the last one ended. I think they could just take off from there and forget the MCU. Okay, it, so he just like you, you take off with, with it, you take off with an outed Spider-Man. That's where they pick up. Okay, they made, they made a trash Venom movie that made just as much money as an excellent Far From Home. So why, in their mind, why would they why would they split half the money with Disney? Honestly, was, it, was Amazing Spider-Man good? Huh? Was Amazing yeah, actually, Spider-Man good? Yeah. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't I terrible. It. I mean, <laughs> look, compared to... I mean, as oh far as God. movies, I mean, as far as comic book movies go, it wasn't terrible. There's well, a lot but we've, we've reached a Sony-Disney impasse in yeah. our podcast. Yeah, know, right. to me, to, I'm, I would put most of the blame on Disney for negotiating a terrible agreement from the start. So, should, but, it should not have been so easy for Sony to to not back out of the deal, but to not to not have a, an incentive to to renegotiate a new deal. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, because Disney took a huge leap because Sony goes from putting up almost no money and taking most of the money to putting up half and only taking half. Yeah, I mean, so when you're talking about hundreds of million dollars, like I'm not justifying Sony's decision, but as far as a major corporation's concerned, when you're going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars, people will notice and then people will lose jobs and that's not going to happen. Well, here's the, here's the other thing though. Disney still owns all the merchandising rights. Mm -hmm. So any, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I see where Sony is coming from and I, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of both to blame here. Like Derek said, like, I feel like Disney's offer was just that it was an offer and it was kind of a highball. Cause that's kind of how negotiating works. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe not, I'm not a big business guy, but if I, you know, that's, they were probably expecting a counter like 25% and then work it out from there. But, yep. uh, Sony just said no. So I don't know. I, 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 still I feel think... like I feel like Sony met hardball with like a baseball bat to the face to Disney. Right. Like I don't like. I mean, I don't. Feel, I feel like it was a very short, decided decision on their part to back out of negotiations. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it re if they if they continued negotiations at some point because I mean, as far as I know, they're they're probably just like in the very first stages of pre production of any future Spider Man movies right now. Mm-hmm. So like, how hard is it going to be for them to in a month or two months to say, hey, you to know not, what, to scrap it? Yeah, let's not talk. Much. And and Tom Holland is pissed. He is. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And well, and he, what, I mean, that's his career. I mean, he yeah, would be, he exactly. would be the face of the MCU going yes, forward. And yes, like, yes. 
Oh, absolutely. Him, him, Captain Marvel and Black Panther. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you'd be one of the pillars. Yeah. And yep. that's that's a huge career. And that's uh, a mm-hmm. huge difference in money because yep. you're a part of the whole MCU rather than just your own films. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's my, more than just question. it's just more than just revenue from the movie. I mean, it's everything. I mean, all everything. the appearances, every I mean, movie, you know, the, yep. the theme yep. parks. And the you know, you're it. not going to be in shit movies either. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's a big plus too. You know, I mean, even the bad Marvel movies are still pretty good. I don't know. Um, my other question is what happens to some of the characters? Happy Hogan. That's John Favreau. You can't take him with to a Spider Man movie. Well, you know he I mean? was, like, yeah, he was in Iron he's Man an MCU. first. So, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. an MCU character. Yeah. What, I yeah. mean, are they going to recast May? Are they going to recast MJ? Like, well, May is a Spider Man uh, character. They can't, so. they can't recast right, the rest would, of Tome. I mean, oh, she's you, so good. I, I'm sure that I don't know how it all works. It's probably all crazy the, complicated. Yeah, but. the oh, core yeah. Spider-Man characters are going to probably stay the same if the actors are still under contract and everything. Yeah. But for new characters like MJ, she's not. She's not Mary Jane. She's MJ. She's a different yeah. character. Right. Who does she belong to? Probably Sony. Right. I don't know. Um, and then also I, we've kind of touched on this. Well, you were just touching on it, but like they can't even mention any of the other characters. No, they, they can't, can't say the word Iron Man. Yeah, they can't, can't have. Say. And that's huge because it, I mean, of the it's like the, the mentor relationship, yeah. the whole story yeah. of this Spider-Man. I mean, they made he's I, uh, here's here's my uh, Iron Man. Here's my here's my Fire defense of Sony a little bit. They have made the best Spider-Man movie to date, hands down. Stop into it. the Spider Verse. Stop it. Honestly, it's not even close for me. Stop it. Because they had no involvement in Into the Spider Verse. They just said, "Here, go make an animated movie," that and it was amazing. Won't make any money. And yeah, they left it hands off and it was great. And that's probably what they'll keep doing. I mean, honestly, somebody else foots it and runs with it and then they just make money. Business is like money. All right. I'm going to, I I think if Disney would give a little bit on some merchandising and like bring some of that in, I think they could reach an agreement. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hop on the devil's advocate train here and inside with Ryan for a second. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say online, and I don't think this is necessarily a bad take. You know, the Spider-Man, as good as the MCU Spider-Man movies have been, Spider-Man in those movies has been the mentor. And he's been like, not necessarily a secondary character, but he, he hasn't really had a chance to come into his own and shine on his own. So now if you take that away, you can have a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland just being Spider-Man and not having to worry about all the other stuff. It's just Spider-Man. So I don't know. I mean, I, I saw some people that were actually excited about that. They said, I, I didn't like the representation of Spider-Man in the MCU. I want Spider-Man to be his own hero. I want him to be, you know, because I mean, he, look at, it, he felt the most genuine, I think, or, or, or like, reverent to the comic spider-man that i grew up with i feel like this has been the best representation i don't know he he felt like a high schooler he yeah. looked like a high schooler he acted like a high schooler i i i liked that and he's still in high school he's still the yeah. kid so i don't think mm-hmm. unless you're gonna time jump into like he's it, I, I don't know i i still think he has He's in that realm where he has to learn more, and now he's gone through. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like it, it just, he is. I, I think it would be really hard to make a star, a Spider-Man movie with this iteration of Spider-Man 
and not reference Tony Stark or at all. I, I just, I think that does a disservice to everything they've built this character around. And that's how I feel. What's wrong, Ryan? What are you giggling about? No, it's just a bunny trail in my mind. I was, when you said Tony Stark, I was half, because of the Tony Hawk pro skater thing. I was half okay. expecting you to say Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. I think it does a disservice to everything they've built Tom Holland's character up to be to just say, no, we're not going to reference any of that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It feels cheap. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Both companies are going to lose millions of dollars, oh, hundreds definitely. of millions of dollars if they don't figure something out. So I'm sure they're still going to figure it out. It's very short sighted to not have an agreement. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think something will happen. We'll see though. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll have updates as updates happen if they happen. But um, as of now, the plan is for them to, to move forward. So, um, all right. Well, Derek's I, thumbs down and moving forward. Hot day. Yeah. I'm like standing still. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Still waters run deep. All right. Well, I'm sure we could go on this forever, but I think we'll just get more and more worked up. So maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe it's not we'll going to get better. I'm just getting started. All right. <laughs> right. I got a lot of, a lot of feelings here. He's fired up. <laughs> All right. Well, if you, uh, if you have feelings about this, uh, discussion, let us know. Uh, we've got our discord where we've got some nice discussion going and we'd love to talk about this. Um, we've also got all of our social media platforms, so you can check us out through there. Uh, so one thing that we wanted to do, we've been, we've been at this for a year now. Um, I think it's, it's actually really close to our, our like our one year anniversary. Very close. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we had a little sit down a couple of weeks ago and started kind of talking about where we wanted to go with the podcast and uh, if we wanted to kind of keep things as they were or or how we wanted to, to kind of move forward now that we've gotten the first year under our belts. And um, yeah, I mean, one step that we're taking here obviously is, is the video. Uh, that's one thing we want to try out and hopefully that works out for us. And um, you'll have to let us know what you think about that. But uh, we've got a few other ideas coming too. And one of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to get a little... Um, little input from you guys. And so we're going to have a survey, like just a Google Sheets survey posted. Um, you won't have to put down your name or email or anything. It's going to be anonymous, but we just want to ask a few questions. Uh, what do you like to hear us talk about? What do you like our format? Too long, too short, that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll have the links um, in all the descriptions for that. We'll, we'll make sure that everybody, uh, that you can, you can access that. So we would really appreciate that if you would fill that out. Um, we're just trying to gather some more data and we really just want to make sure that we're, we're doing what people want to hear. And, um, if, if we want to keep going with this, we want to make sure that, uh, we're moving in a direction that's going to gather interest and things like that. So, uh, check that out. Um, as always hit us up on, on any of the the aforementioned platforms. If you have any topic suggestions, uh, anything like that. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening and, um, Hopefully you have a good couple of weeks here and we will catch you next time.